Welcome to I Quit Wine. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm thrilled you're here. If you're sick and tired of having a little bit more than you'd planned to drink and you're ready to change your relationship with wine, then you're in the right place. If you have a serious problem with alcohol, this isn't the place for you. Please get the help you need. Speak to your medical practitioner. But if you're ready to live a hangover-free life, well, then keep on listening. I'm thrilled to have you here. Hello, you're so welcome to the podcast. I'm delighted to have you here with me on I Quit Wine. And today I'm talking about a really interesting topic. And I'm going to start it with a question. And that's, do you need to have a funeral for wine, for alcohol? Because I kind of did. I always had this feeling when I was on this continuous stop-start cycle with wine of stopping for a period of time and then starting again when I was going on a holiday or just had a bit of a bad week or a good week or whatever, you know what all the reasons, all the excuses are. And I knew it wasn't serving me, but I still had this little voice. And even quite recently, I had uh, a couple of times when I told myself yeah of course I can have some wine if I want to and we had a couple of celebrations and we had quite a few actually and there were some times when I didn't have anything and on one or two of them I did have some wine and I thought like well, you know, the same old story came back into my head. It's, you know, it's fine. It's I've had a good break from it. It'll be, you know, I'll be okay. I'll manage it fine. And the truth was, no, I felt disgusting the next day, if I'm completely, completely honest. And I really, this gave me quite a lot of grief because, you know, I have this podcast and it's something I help people with quite often and I have for a very long time as part of my work as a coach and in the past as, as my work as a as a naturopath and health practitioner. And even though I'm quite honest with my clients and say every once in a while I'll have some wine and just remind myself why I don't do it anymore and I really got to thinking about this and thinking like, okay, what is missing? Because I did an exercise that I've done, I did first of all, probably about 15 years ago. Um, When I first studied coaching, I also studied some cognitive behavioral therapy. And as part of that study, I was writing about the consequences of keeping drinking for a long period of time or the consequences of stopping and really looking at the negative and the positive consequences of keeping going or not keeping going and hands down that is an amazing exercise to do by the way and hands down there was like the positive consequences of keeping going was I think there was one thing on my list of like feeling good for a short amount of time And then the negative consequences were huge, were absolutely huge of continuing along the same habits with alcohol. So what I decided was that maybe I need, I continually felt, well, not continually, every once in a while, feeling this sadness, feeling this sadness that 
I was kind of losing my best friend or missing out on something, that there was something missing in my life if I wasn't going to be drinking. This became really apparent for holidays, that if I was going away, then it just wouldn't be the same. And the funny thing is, I've done plenty of holidays without alcohol, without any wine. But it's more this romantic fantasy that I have in my head. And I hear this from from other women a lot, that it is just really this fantasy. And you may have heard uh, my previous podcast where I was talking about how alcohol and menopause do not are not a match made in heaven and it's you know that doesn't change just because you're on holidays and it would be something that like I might be able to talk myself into sometimes that like oh but I can sleep in in the morning so I won't feel so bad it's only when I have to get up and work and have a busy day that I really feel bad but it's still not true I'm still not feeling yes I might not feel really like a horrible hangover but I still feel it. I still feel it. If I drink any amount, no matter what the situation or circumstances, no matter which country I'm in, whatever, my liver comes with me and my liver is just like, no, we can't do that. We do, we, we can't do that anymore. And what I came to realise was that I needed to properly grieve it. I needed to maybe even have a little bit of a ceremony where I set the intention that I was actually letting it go. I was letting go of this perception of it being my best friend, of it being something that was really beneficial, of it being something that on some level, even if it had got down to maybe only 1% or 2% of a level rather than what it used to be in the past, it was still feeling like a significant grief and I think for, like, I think most of us, when we've, particularly once we've got to a certain age, we have had experienced real grief from losing people very near and dear to us. So it can feel a bit disingenuous to think, like, this is crazy. I can't be grieving this thing that is on its own. It is perfectly neutral. I mean, like, just imagine a bottle of wine and it's it doesn't have any emotion it is purely a thing it is just a thing that exists and it is neutral it doesn't have any emotion attached to it until we have a thought about it but if we're having thoughts even if they're buried in our subconscious of I'm missing out or I won't enjoy my holiday without it or I won't relax with my partner without it or all the other stories that we tell ourselves well then maybe having a little setting that intention that you're just going to bury that for now you it might not even bury might not be the right word maybe it needs to be cremated maybe it needs to be just like really burned down to and it's not the actual alcohol because alcohol in itself is neutral it doesn't it doesn't do anything until we until we have thoughts about it or consume it um it is just a thing that is there uh if you think about something like you know a packet of cookies or chocolate in the cupboard people often say like oh it's just talking to me I have to eat it and I'm like no it's just sitting there it's not doing anything it's not talking to you it's just sitting there on the shelf same with alcohol so if you have a 
thing, if you feel like, if this resonates with you, if you feel like there's still something there, or maybe this is part of where I really need to move on, have a think about it. Do you need to have a ceremony? Do you need to really put it to bed, to really just say, I am letting go of this? And it's not forever. I don't find it useful to think about like, oh, I can never drink again, because I think we feel a bit of a victim then. I feel like, you know, we uh, it has control over us and it doesn't. It's purely our thoughts about it. And I'm saying like in this season of my life, you know, I know I can have and I do have a, a glorious life without it. And that is the they are the thoughts that are going to serve me moving forward. But I did do this little this little ceremony of saying goodbye to it. And I wrote it a wrote its eulogy of dear alcohol. Thank you so much for being part of my life. And uh, you know that there's been ups and downs and that but lately the downs have been a lot more down and the ups have been minuscule so I'm ready to let you go and just sending it as on its way and I feel a big shift from that I really feel a big shift from that and if I need to look at it I can go back and look at it whenever I want to and just remind myself of like yeah I've let it go and I really feel like there's been a subconscious shift from that of just sending it on its way for now and it will still be around it will still pop up on the advertising on the television it will still my husband will still have his one little glass of wine every night with dinner people around me will be drinking but I kind of feel like that part that chapter has been put to bed and I'm really embracing the next the next stage of this glorious life journey that I'm on that we're all on so I'm wondering do you need to have a little bit of a ceremony. Do you need to light a candle, write the eulogy of for, for wine, for alcohol, for what you've, and be really, really honest about it. What are those consequences of continuing on this road? Because we know it's a downward facing escalator. And just ask yourself that question. Do I need to really let this go for now, not forever. I know I had a client once and she said, like, I've decided when I'm 80, I'm going to go on a cruise and I'm going to drink as much as I want. But for now, I think she's in her late 40s. For now, I'm letting it go for now and knowing that, like, it's not forever. And that really helped her. So it just, it's, you know, with some people, it just really serves them to think, like, I'm not going to drink today or I'm not drinking this week or this month is alcohol free and I'm going to see how I feel. It's just an experiment because it's always an experiment. Everything we do in our lives is an experiment. So I have experimented with long periods of time without alcohol. I've experimented with occasionally having some and I'm not going to call that moderation because it's I'm not sure it serves a lot of us to say moderation, but just every once in a while, if making a conscious decision, planning for me, it would be planning it ahead of time, planning it sort of 24 hours ahead of time, 
and deciding that I'm going to consciously have a certain amount, but still, it's still, that doesn't serve me. I know it doesn't. It doesn't serve my liver. It doesn't serve, like, I, I sleep poorly. I feel bad the next day. I just don't feel the clarity that I feel every single morning that I wake up when I haven't had any alcohol the night before. I just love that clarity so much. I just wake up feeling so grateful that I haven't been drinking. There's a bird chirping outside. I don't know if you can hear him, but he's kind of like, he's like, yes, yes, that's so true. Love that feeling so much. I mean, I think it's so true when people say like, you'll never regret not drinking the night before. And I know for most of us, we always regret. We are so hard on ourselves because our bodies are suffering. We're just trying to, we spend the next day trying to overcome the feeling from having any wine the night before or any alcohol. So do you need to do that ceremony? Do you need to lovingly say goodbye? Not through judgment, not fight by being harsh on yourself with a lot of compassion and say, thank you. You serve me well for a while but now the relationship has shifted and it's not serving me now and saying I love you and goodbye and really doing it with a big wide open heart and doing it with love love for yourself love for your liver (laughs) and love for your hormones but so 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 much self-compassion because we can't beat ourselves up to the way that we want to be. And there is so much joy on the other side of it. So, so, so much joy. And it really is such a gift because that, I read a study recently that the, the, the up, the up, the, the, the positive feelings, that happiness that you feel or that relaxation that you feel after drinking, only last 20 minutes and then what happens you start to come down and then you need more alcohol to get that feeling back again and then more and then more and we know how that ends so there is it's about creating those natural dopamine highs that we get from alcohol but that's in a fake way that's by taking a drug so instead we can get it in a much different way. So if you want to do your ceremony, feel free to contact me, pop along to say hi on Instagram, iquitwine underscore with Sarah, and send me a DM and tell me if you're having a ceremony. Feel free to take a photo of your eulogy that you've written. I'd love to see it. And of course, everything is confidential unless you say otherwise. So I just want to send you loads of love and tell you to be very, very kind to yourself on this journey because I know how challenging it can be. And I know that being hard on yourself might sound like the best way to do it, but it's it's not. It really is through, through love, through self-compassion that you will get to the other side of this and your life will be so, so, so much better. And it doesn't need to be perfect. Like, I think that's why I'm getting so I'm getting so many women emailing me and reaching out on Instagram, telling me they can relate so much because I'm being so honest about it. Because 
I haven't got everything completely sorted. I'm on this journey with you. But I'm sharing whatever I can as a way of helping as many people as I can because I get it. I get what a challenging journey it is. And people that don't get it, well, let's just say they don't get it now. They'll get it one day. Or maybe it's just not their thing. With some people, it's sugar or shopping or gambling or so many other things. Exercise obsessive exercises you know or you know food in general but for so many of us this is our thing and it's hard that it's our thing but it's our thing and it is actually such a gift I can see how much personal growth has been available for me and that I've achieved and that is still yet to come on this journey so bye for now I'll see you again really soon Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hear more, I would love you to subscribe to the show and a rating review would be so, so welcome. And pop along and see me on Instagram at iquitwine underscore with Sarah and feel free to pop me a DM and say hi and tell me what you've loved about the show. I'll be back with you really soon with another episode. Bye for now.